How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm not tired, surprisingly enough, anymore. I've got a lot of time on my hands nowadays. Well, that's good, isn't it? That's amazing. No, really good. I can't believe it. I set myself a crazy deadline. So two deadlines I've got Thursday and Saturday. So I've been doing phone interviews all day with um, a different area. I've done three phone interviews today. Wow. So hopefully next week, I told one guy I might be able to get himself for Saturday. Yeah. Good work. But that's what I mean. I set myself, yeah, I set myself the deadline. So because I've done that, I've had to sort of get everything together pretty quickly. In the yeah, past. no, it's really good. You, you move very fast. Yeah. Like, have you always moved this fast? It stagnated when when I was a plumber. It, it stagnated quite a lot because um, you get stuck up in doing the work. Each individual job, you sort of you get paid. Wages are pretty good as a plumber, but you just mm. get stuck there. You're relying on the next wage always. If you're not careful with your money, you know it, it comes and goes. So you get stuck in one place, and then as soon as I've always wanted to do what I'm doing now, it just yeah. took about a year to build up the momentum to him switch on and be like right i'll do it now there's some stuff i'm curious about about your background and what got you to this point anyway that i think other people might be interested in our last call was over 10 weeks ago we're in week 10 of this we'll call it a project <laughs> we're in week 10 so we had a chat probably week zero got going haven't chatted since we've been meaning to but we've been communicating a lot in base camp and little skype messages but i remember you said something about your background like when you were 15 or something, you were doing a lot of web work, a lot of <laughs> stuff online. Spent a lot of time online, basically mostly playing games, but then other stuff as well. So doing little bits of graphic design, but I never got that good, really. Not good enough to go into a career. I was supposed to do it. So from college in the UK, I was supposed to go from school to then doing something in graphic design or computing. But then I sort of fell off the education thing and then went into... I don't know what I did. I sort of went into music after web design, but with the web design stuff, I, I learned just enough to equip me more than most. Say I work in a plumbing industry, so I'm well equipped compared to most of the plumbers yeah. that I know. So it put gave me a bit of a head start yeah. with that. But yeah, and then you said like hey, your dad's a plumber as well, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's where I got the idea to go into it from. Like I didn't, I didn't do it because my dad did it. Did it in a way. I did it because. I was thinking of business ideas at university and then I was thinking, well, if you can middleman the transaction between a customer and a plumber. And I didn't manage to do it at that time, but that was the, that was where I sort of got, got going. Right. And then so I you were going to use your dad? as? Yeah that's, the, yeah. yeah, that's what I did. And then with all the fallouts with him, did it for about a year, learnt the trade and then, yeah. Oh, yeah, hold on. So you, you were trying to generate leads for your dad. Um, yeah. And... Then you learned the trade, or you learned the trade while you were doing that, just because you started picking stuff up. Well, I, I was in university. I was I went after after college. I studied music at college, and then I sort of got a bit of a thing for what. In, I got my when I got my first job, I got interested in earning money and just becoming, you know, self reliant and that. But mm. so when I was at university, I, I, I was doing business management, and it's you, I've realised pretty quickly it's a worthless degree for me. So then, <laughs> then. Yeah, then I went into trying to find the leads. So I was just putting ads on mine, Gumtree and stuff, with yeah. the idea of selling that work to my dad. But yeah. then that didn't work because it was half-baked. So, <laughs> yeah, it was Yeah, good though. It was, it, was a good, it was a good idea at the time because I had no money. I earned a couple of quid off it. But, right. Yeah, and then what, what made you think of actually becoming a plumber? I felt like I had no choice. I got to a point when I was taking calls of customers 
And when you ask you the question, like, why isn't it going right? I got the answer of, like, I didn't know anything about the trade. So I was getting, not ripped off, but plumbers weren't, they didn't respect me enough when I was on the phone to them. They was like, I'd give them, I'd give them a description of a job. And they sort of knew I weren't, so I knew what I was talking about. So I, that's why I felt I weren't getting anywhere. I didn't know all the trade. I didn't know anything about it. I just knew there was money there and there was customers on one side. But yeah, that's why it was half-baked. And then, but to be honest with you, learning it, I spent a lot of time learning it. And then I don't regret it. it it's done me quite well to, you know, having the money, being a plumber is quite a well-paid job to go yeah. from being at university so I don't regret that but yeah 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 and how long were you a plumber for well about a year and a half I'd say well I was, a, I was an apprentice for a year and then I went self-employed for a year right roughly roughly anyway okay and then when so how did you end up finding the fast lane forum reading so I've always read I've always read little business books now and again so like think and grow rich so I must have read about 50 and then it's it's easy to listen to them in the car so then I was sort of googling it's always audible recommended books so then I stumbled upon it randomly and then read it and on the path that I was on it it just seemed to resonate with the the time factor you've only got so many so many hours in a day yeah so then that idea when you when you're working 12 hour days the wage is reasonably good but when you're thinking I can't earn any more you know, it doesn't scare you, but it makes you think you can't, you're wasting, you're wasting time trying to progress because you're not progressing. You're just, you're just treading water and saying, yeah, so, you're on a so. treadmill, aren't you? Yeah. 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 Okay. So you actually listened to it on Audible, the millionaire <coughs> fast lane. Yeah. Yeah. So it's because of the amount of hours that I was working. I didn't have time or the energy to be honest, to sit down and read any books. So it was just in my car to and from mm. jobs. Right. Yeah. I think it's excellent on Audible. Like yeah. MJ reading it is really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the book's good as well, but it's just so easy to re- to listen to because he's the author and you can tell he's passionate about it. It's, well, that's the. Uh, I didn't realise when I was listening to it, I didn't know it was the author. And usually I've got a bit of a thing with audio books that aren't read well. <laughs> I can't listen to them if, if something. Yeah. If I listen to them and they're not, they don't. If the, the tone of the voice doesn't match the topic, I can't listen to them. So I think because everything was right with that, I didn't even know it was the author that was reading it at first. I was just like, wow, this is it's a good book to listen to. Only after I listened to it, it was like, oh, right, that was actually the author who read it. And then it all made sense, how all the parts, it was just, yeah, it's a good good audio, good audio book. Right. And then from reading or listening to the, the book on Audible, you then, how did you know about the forum? I don't know. So, yeah, that was it. Yeah, I've told you this before. So I was googling. I was googling for issues to do with AdWords, funnily enough. And then I don't. I think I stumbled upon it through a, through Google, and I seen a thread by you, and it was like the answer to the question, something about broad match search terms. It was right. And then I read your post, and then I was like, wow, there's like a lot of gold to be had. I wasn't registered. I was just sort of leeching off it. I was just reading, reading the good stuff. Then I registered afterwards just to post a few things. Right. Oh, so it was complete fluke that you found the forum fluke. after having read, listened yeah. to the Audible book. Yeah, it's weird because I was reading the thing and then as I was reading the thing, it sort of clicked that it was from the book that I've literally just read. It was, it was strange. The whole thing was strange. The fact that I found the book, ever since I've read the book, the projection, the projection's been like odd. It's been like chance. Everything's happened by chance. It's a bit strange. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. It is from my point of view. It's all it's crazy because I was just a plumber before that, and that 
and then having the issues of AdWords is all accelerated through the same. Okay, so what were you doing with AdWords? Failing, spending a lot of money. <laughs> no, sorry. So you were, hold on, you were, by that, at that stage, you were actually a fully qualified plumber working on your own and you were trying to generate leads for yourself or for your dad or? Mm, well, yeah, for myself, because I was, the, re, the actual motivation was I was doing quote-based plumbing. So you'd go and give a quote for someone, then you'd go back and do the job at an agreed date with a customer. But then I was thinking that isn't, the margins and the money you get from that isn't the same as what's called reactive plumbing. Reactive plumbing is when someone's in an emergency and then the Google searcher, they're in an emergency basis, so they go to whatever platform. So if you can put yourself on them platforms, you can do reactive plumbing. And that's pretty much double, triple the hourly rate, which is like a pretty, pretty significant jump from going from £60 an hour up to £150 an hour. It's a big leap. So Because as soon as I worked that out, I was like, right, this is where I need to be spending my time. Interesting. 100%. Interesting. I've never even heard of quote-based versus reactive plumbing. Well, that, that's how I word it to myself. Mm. To be honest with you, it's not. A lot of people won't won't see it like that. But that's just the. In terms of margins and money that can be made, it's it's two categories that I see. A lot of trades are like that. Electricians are the same, pest control and locksmiths. Yeah. You've got the quote base. If you need a key cut in, you go. But then if you're in an emergency and you're locked out of your house, it's the emergency side. Obviously, the margins completely different. Yeah. Yeah. They're completely different. Yeah, and those people are probably on google doing a search rather than asking on facebook does anyone know a locksmith yeah because they haven't got the time yeah yeah they were basically people the best way to see it is the people that i'm looking for so in, in the, the the market where i position myself is if you was if you was looking for a lock and a seriousness where you're thinking right do i smash the window off to my front door or do I use, do I go online and it's like, so that first one, because they're in that desperate, usually the first company they find they will usually go for, so the rates, uh, they're different, they're different. That's interesting. Hmm. Sorry, I was just, it's a client trying to, trying to ring me, but no worries. I don't uh, get any calls anymore, that's, I can't believe it, I got no calls at all. I can turn my work phone off. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second, yeah. I think it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable how quick it's happened. Um, right, so you were running AdWords for yourself. How long had you been trying to run that? I'd say about four, three weeks, four weeks, on on and off. So I'd have weekends where I'd turn them off and rethink everything and try and come up with a new strategy. But in the end, it, the more I researched into it, the more I realised it's not something I wanted to learn. In oh, really? Like, so it's too much. The two, it's a, that you, you, you've got a career made out of it. It's a career in itself. Yeah. You know, I couldn't be a plumber, the middleman business thing, and an agency at the same time for myself. And it's too. The results weren't a bit as good anyway. So. No, but see, that's quite smart, and not everybody thinks that way, and especially somebody who's done graphic design and messing around on computers since you were fifteen. You know, you're not like an older plumber. Maybe your dad, he would definitely not touch AdWords, I would guess. No. But you're no. much more likely to go, hmm, let me have a go at this and try and learn how to do it. Yeah. And the fact that then, uh, you, the fact that you went, no, I'll stick in my lane and think about getting someone else to do that part because they'll do yeah. a better job, even if you pay them. That's actually quite interesting. Not everybody thinks that way. Well, it's, it's funny because the time spent working on it 
is you just you just it's a, it's a strange way of thinking about you the more the more work you're doing outside of earning money you're just decreasing your hourly rate overall you may as well just spend a little bit of extra money do less work hmm. it's just yeah actually you uh, know what i think that so i think that way as well and i'm used to being an hourly rate it contractor for 10 years and i wonder if it's because you're so uh aware of what your hourly rate is that that you're billing people and then your effective hourly rate because you 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 know you might bill somebody for two hours in the day but you actually spent you know a f- few hours doing admin or you know dealing yeah. with calls that didn't convert into a sale so you know what your effective hourly rate is yeah. and maybe uh, someone who's an employee they haven't even worked that out so yeah it's just the big learning for me I I one time I had a house that I was doing decorating and I took a week off work to decorate it and it cost you more yeah and then yeah. getting someone in yeah that's the that's the way of thinking about it yeah it would have been cheaper if you would have just been to work and well the actual numbers the numbers on this one back in the day i was on 300 pound a day yeah. um so for me to take a week off was 1500 quid that's exactly yeah exactly and I basic hired, maths isn't it yeah, yeah i hired a guy in for that week i think i might have paid him 600 for that week but what so we were both in the in the house working at right. the same time. He didn't stop for a cup of tea. He didn't stop for lunch. Yeah. Like, actually, he popped out, grabbed a sandwich, and came back in. But I watched what he did, and he, there was no way on earth I could do as good a job as what he did. Like when uh, he I... sanded a wall down, like he didn't yeah. actually plaster it, but he just filled it in, sanded it. It looked like a mirror. I was looking at yeah. it. Going, oh my god! And like so, he was four times better than me, or infinitely better and he was twice as quick and he cost 600 quid and i spent 1500 yeah and lost well you had the the the, uh, one way i'd see that as well is you so you give yourself did you you say you give yourself a week off work anyway so i took the week off so i lost 1500 that's exactly it so so overall it's probably cost you so he was 600 it's like 2100 pound yeah and I, I think I could have, I could have just worked for a week and paid him to do it for two weeks, and he'd have yeah. done four times as much as me in that yeah. one week, and but that's, way yeah. better. But funnily enough, that's that's only factoring the money side of it. So the other side to it, which is more important, is the actual time that you're getting to yourself. So rather than you, you're just trading trading time, so you're losing that time either way. You may as well not lose your money as well at the same time, unless you mm. can find it. What really the sensible thing to do is pay two people to get it done in the same week yeah get it done quicker because obviously yeah yeah, yeah there's that but also he did a way better job mm-hmm. it was like me plastering no no i wasn't plastering but you know decorating <laughs> and the rest of it i wasn't actually i did try to go at plastering just for a yeah, laugh i left all this stuff left all this stuff on the ground me and a mate did it another it guy and we stood there with our cup of tea and we we're looking at the wall going oh <laughs> look at us and yeah. i never never thought to clean up all the splash splashes on the ground. So the next day I was out with a hammer and chisel getting oh, it off the ground. It's that's so the funny. biggest, biggest pain of when you're hiring <laughs> plasterers when they do that. You can tell a good plasterer about how clean they are. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we never even thought about it. And then we had to get the sander out of the because <laughs> it wasn't that good. But it yeah. was great. It was great for an IT dude to actually do that and look at look at what we'd done. We stood there with a cup of tea each, going, yeah. We're actually able. We're proper men now. We're not just glorified <laughs> that's how I felt when when I first started. That's what I mean. I never identified as like a plumber tradesman. So when I my first few weeks doing the job, I was like, I'm a real man now. You know, getting my hands dirty, going from university, thinking I was 
the smartest person around in university to then yeah it's good life you know it's good life being a tradesman the money's the money's quite quite good compared to what yeah well better than... I, I wouldn't mind at all if one of my kids wanted to be a tradesman like i've oh, got I, no yeah you know if they, and, and I would tell them to be a plumber, not an electrician, because there's much more demand for plumbers than electricians. Just I know from AdWords, more people yeah. are looking for plumbers than electricians. Yeah. And how well, many plumbers you... do we know that are doing really well? They didn't go to university to get, but they've got like a fleet of vans and loads of guys because, you know, it's not, you don't have to go to university to be able to create a business. There's plenty of plumbers and tradespeople oh. that have got a bit more cop on, yeah. savvy, um, and done what you did. And like, yeah, that's really interesting that you sussed that very quickly not to bother <laughs> building the mm. campaigns. And because, yeah, because I've written quite a lot of stuff in the forum about how to actually do it, like what to do and why, and then some, you know, documents you can follow and, and actually do it. And you could have gone through all that and upskilled yourself and built the campaigns. But instead, you kind of reached out to me and went, Oh, I can't quite remember how it happened, actually. You might have followed me, and I then said thanks for following or something, and then we ended up PMing yeah, each other. Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember it. So you, I, I asked you a question, um, just, again, leeching information. Just I didn't know you. I just knew you had a pretty useful uh, post, so I just, just inboxed you um, with a question, and you just answered it like, more or less exactly, exactly right. And then after that, the more the more questions I asked you, the more you got an idea of what it was I was doing, and then your business, which you do try to go into now, fitted my idea of where I was going. So then you introduced me the idea of sort of signing up, and then I bit your hand off straight away. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's interesting um, that okay. So we started the first week. I'm actually quite curious about this because like oh. that first week when so I went off and created campaigns, sent them to a week, we, sorry, I got a, a landing page created. I didn't create it, but got a create, page created. And in that first week, hold on, let me just bring up the stats. Um, you had 97 impressions of your ads, 23 clicks, 12 phone calls. Now 12 phone calls out of 23, that's, like a 52% click to inquiry rate. That's pretty good. Yeah. As you know, straight out of the box. Um, I remember you saying, whoa, I've had four phone calls within 15 minutes. I've never had four phone calls in 15 minutes. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then at the end of the week, you said something else. <laughs> basically I can't close for toffee. Uh, which means, yeah. sorry, that's an English phrase. I can't close anymore. What's going on? I've just become a rubbish salesman. <laughs> which I, which I thought was quite amusing. Yeah. Do you know what? I think what it was at the time, because I had my system, and my system was my com where I was comfortable operating it. So I, previously, before I, before I went with you, I had my own landing page set up. And the whole thing was like my creation, so I was comfortable in it. And then this change happened nearly overnight with a new landing page new marketing angle kind of new keywords ish so then i was a bit right so i've got to be angle my sales pitch on the phone not sales pitch but phone etiquette kind of on the phone i've got to angle it at this new thing and i was i think i was worrying so much about it it was getting in the way of 
I'm not too sure. I, I just couldn't close it. It's, thinking back on it, it's, it's kind of clear that it was a bit of a placebo. Um, but it helped. Change Do you think? That's interesting. Because this is, this is, this, ever since I've started, oh, this is for, I suppose this is a bit, this is weeks ahead. But when I started to get other people to handle the calls, they had no problem with a new setup. Um, well, yeah, maybe that disproves it. Possibly, yeah. but we did, mm. you, you had a theory and it made sense. Yeah. You, yeah. Your theory was that the landing page that we'd created lo- was very different from what you had. Oh, yeah. And it valid. looked more cheapest. I'd say it looked more web 2.0, pretty, not quite a big established plumbing company, possibly a sole trader. I don't know. But people who were talking, like, so what was happening? If we just even look at the numbers, week one, 23 clicks, 12 calls, only four sales. So you had 52% click to inquiry rate and 33% inquiry to sale rate. So you managed to close yeah. 33% of them. Yeah. You then had a theory that the landing page is not the same as what you had before and you're getting more calls than you expected because it happened quite quick and you got you know a burst of calls. Yeah. But you can't close them. You think, so you had a theory that the landing page was making people think that you were quite cheap, so they wanted to ring you. Yeah. But then when that, they rang you and found out your price, they you couldn't close them. Yeah. So, and that, so they, yeah, that's they're not, the easy way that I can validate that is the the other people, the other competitors that were in in the other competing ad slots at the time. I knew their rates, and their rates were at least forty percent higher than what I was offering on the phone to them, and I was getting rejected. Hmm. So then I was like, right, so what have they got? Well, I already knew this coming into it. I already knew this theory that the bigger you look, the higher your prices can be. Yeah. There's a trust factor that comes into it where people people just make links in the brain. So how how will they look so big and successful if they can't deliver? That's the kind of mentality that people have, especially in the middle of the night when they need a plumber. They want someone, they want a reliable co- company at the end of the day who trust signals. And they're willing to pay for it. They are willing to pay for it. So the price isn't a math, the price isn't an object. Unless you get your marketing wrong, then it is an then it is an issue. That's it's a strange it's a strange problem, but it yeah. No, I, th- I think that's I think that's exactly right because when we look at the numbers, right, week two, you had that theory and we were building a new page. Actually, you kind of designed it and then we sliced it up, spliced it up or whatever technical term and threw up this page. Yeah. And week three is a full week running out this new page. And in the meantime, I'd built loads of new campaigns. So instead of getting 23 clicks, you got 49 clicks. Yeah. You know, so because I'd built more, you know, I'd beefed it up. And um, you had 14 calls. So previously, you had that first week one, you had 12 calls. Now you had 14, but you had 49 clicks instead of 23. So what happened is less people, a lower percentage of people who hit the page actually wanted to ring you. So it's like the page put off a lot of people, a lot more people, because your click to inquiry rate was 29% instead of 52%. Yeah, less people rang you because they were put off by the big. This is my theory that it looked more expensive. So, oh no, I'm not going to ring them. That looks expensive. But what happened was, and you made ten sales, and you said they weren't bothered about your price. You could charge twice as much. Yeah. And you actually made more. You, so you charged more, and you closed seventy-one percent of them. And actually. You closed better than 71% because out of those 14 calls, three of them you missed. 
Mm. You, you, I don't, so you closed 10 out of 11 at twice the, you know, the rate than week one. So yeah. I think that, to me, that kind of proved that, that the landing page made such a difference. Well, your, yeah. your theory was right, basically. Like, yeah. I, I know the numbers are low, but bollocks to split, split testing. You had a theory. We, we tested it. <laughs> it looked right. And then we went, yeah. kept going forward with it. it it's, that, it's, it's the old... There was a, there's a saying that I've read. There's always two markets, a premium market and a free market. I don't know where. It might be from the book. I don't know. The fast Anyway, it's the, there's always two, two ways you can position yourself. Cheap and everything that comes with it, or premium. There's no kind of in-between. You can't look cheap and charge premium rates. But then mm. the risk with that, and the reason why people don't do that, it's a gut feeling where, say all of my years experience, my year, my years, my year experience being a plumber, I taught myself unintentionally that you need to be the cheapest and most competitive plumber you can be. But then that way of thinking, the reason you don't do that is it's too risky. It's too risky to say, well, my prices have doubled they're now twice as high you don't want to take that risk but then if you do take the risk and you can execute it right your numbers and your volume of sales goes down but then your overall profitability goes up which is yeah. you've, you've got to do it right it has to be we, we tried we did it wrong at first we did it wrong with it with a, a landing page that just wasn't quite right it just didn't nail that premium feel as much as the new mm-hmm. one did the new one's not that much you know it's not that good but it just hits a note that the other one didn't when you land on it straight away. Yeah. What's interesting yeah. is we just changed from one page to another. The numbers went in the reverse. You know, mm. yeah. less people called you, but they converted at a higher price. Brilliant. And we've left that page and we've focused on. Well, I built a few more campaigns to get more people to the page, yeah. more visitors, and then, you know, we've had. Well, actually, what happened? One week you got like couple week four, week five. Oh yeah, week five. I've got my little note um, on the Sunday. We paused the campaigns because you were ill because you've been working too much. <laughs> oh dear, it's funny. What week then, commencing? What week? What week's that? Nineteenth uh, of September. I'm on this now. Yeah, I can see. It's yeah. yeah. I can look at my revenue for that week. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm actually quite interested. Uh, did you see this weekly trading? I call it a weekly trading. Yeah. thing where every week and it's relentless i'm going to put up this is a week commencing date this is how many impressions you got how many clicks your cost your average position your search impression share and we can see the search impression share going up and down and we can from the search impression share and the number of impressions we can work out how many estimated searches there were and that gives us an idea like obviously as i'm building more campaigns that goes up but then when i stop building we can see kind of seasonality within the, the month like yeah you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of tried to leave the campaigns as is. We've done a few little bid adjustments and adjusting budgets and whatnot. And now it's, we've got a funnel. And by the way, well, we've discussed this. It's not fully built out. It really isn't. Like no, just, I'd say 30% max. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Your impression share is like 50%, kind of 50, 60%. So there's so much more to go anyway of just the keywords we're bidding on, but there's so many other keywords we're not even touching yet. But mm. what we're doing is we're just trying to, we've got a funnel, we try to keep it consistent with the landing page, consistent with the keywords. We've adjusted bids a little bit just to you know use up the budget properly and stuff like that. And this funnel, we've plugged a few leaks, and that was back in week two. Where that was a plugged. bad pun. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I use that all the time. Yeah, sorry. Go on. Plumbing vertical. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what I say all the time, right? We'll, we'll have a we'll have a sales yeah. funnel. We'll trickle traffic. I hate the word traffic, but we'll trickle visitors through it. There'll be leaks. We'll start plugging the leaks so that more of them come through the bottom. And then what you've done is you've put a money nozzle on the end, and the money nozzle was you. You ran around until you got ill, yeah. trying to do twice. all these jobs. It only called twice. Only minor. Put me out. Put me out though for a few. Yeah, because it, 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 it will. Be, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that took like that took five weeks. Week five, yeah. you were ill. After like, you know, oh, this is a promising start. Oh no, I'm. I feel really. I'm a bad salesperson. Okay, let's do the redo the landing page. And week two, week three, new landing page. Oh my goodness, that really worked. Let's leave the landing page. Don't touch it. Let's go and add a few more campaigns. Done. Now don't touch it. And we've got this weekly, relentless weekly cycle. And every week I create a new thread in Basecamp saying we commence in 19th September. And then if there's any outstanding work from the previous week, I just put in, right, we're still doing blah, 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 which isn't really, we don't really have much. And then it's like, what is the one thing we're going to do this week to move the needle? And it seems like a bit, you know, you're only going to do one thing this week or what's the main well, thing or main few? Some, yeah, sometimes doing one thing is pretty scary you know you see you don't want to i'm like i don't want to touch it. i'm thinking wait one one thing could make one thing can make all the difference it yes sink or swim straight away so yeah, yeah go well, on, but, yeah. but even like even the act of going well we're only allowed to do one thing what is that one thing going to be means we have to sit and think instead of yeah. going oh well there's a list of 10 things we could do you actually have to go well okay so there's a list of 10 things which one is most likely to move the needle yeah, and it's that's like, the best. Yeah, that it works well. I think it's good having a list of three or four things because sometimes you can gives you, when you're in a group together, it gives you a perspective of what needs to be done. You yeah. know, especially hashing ideas out with you and your advice, you tend to know a good idea. You'll know. You can. I can present you with pretty much five ideas, and you know, the most sensible option. So that's like delegation for me, which is you know, it's a pretty good thing that I can. Uh, yeah, which well, basically like you don't have a dog and then bark yourself kind of thing isn't it exactly you, yeah. you hire a consultant to do such and such and then you let the consultant do it or you lean on them and go right i've got an idea and i go well mm. and yeah. that's another thing that if you were to try it do it yourself blimey if anyone's listening to this i'm not trying to sell my service here. i'm just explaining that a consultant doesn't just come along and do implement the thing that you were going to do in a in the same way or better and quicker yeah. they also bring along a load of stories and scenarios that they've done in the past so that a week later when something happens and you're like uh what does that mean i'll just be like oh yeah yeah that would be such and such i've seen this before need to do such and such so it's not just getting to the start line but it's like each step of all right we're now into this phase of the project and you're like what phase <laughs> what are we talking about and i'm like no no, no i've been here before don't worry about it first of all uh, yeah you can bid and uh, pop up above on the radar and your competitors can see you or we can just stay under the radar and go long tail and they'll never see us coming we fix all our le- deletes in our funnel and then when we do pop up and we take position one they'll they won't be able to budge us we don't want to take position one for them to go oh who are these we'll outbid them pushing down and now we're going to study them and see what the hell they're doing we're yeah. gonna like when we do it we'll pop up above the radar and they'll be like well, who the hell are these oh we can't shift them and what's going on and how come they can pay bid more than us and we can't outbid them what the hell's going on and the reason yeah. we can outbid them is because our funnel works so well and not just the funnel but the money nozzle you've got on the end you 
yeah. in media buying speak. Your earning per click is so high now that we can afford to bid a higher cost per click or pay a higher cost per click more than them. And they can't do anything about it. They can bid high, but then they'll be unprofitable. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what I said to you. And you're like, well, <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's funny because that, that can, what, everything you've just said there makes perfect sense. Now you've told me before that my mentality was let's increase the bids. There's someone above us. We need to get, we need to get ahead of them, ahead of them. But then that's what I mean. As when you said about consultation, if you're going to get someone to consultate or an agency manage to manage something, you're doing that. You're buying. You're paying them to do exactly that to manage it for you. So if I turn around with an idea to you, you need to be able to. It has to be. You have to mirror the idea back to me with your opinion of what I'm paying you for. I'm not paying you to input stuff into AdWords. You know, I'm paying you to your judgment at the end of the day. That's what matters to me the most. Um, yeah. You could just send me the files and I could just upload them to AdWords and we're done. But that's yeah. not. That's not worth it. That's not what I'm paying for at all. So. Mm. Yeah, it's so actually should... in business. Go on. No, no, no. Keep going. Sorry. I yeah, I was just just gonna say, like I mentioned before, it's delegation was the main thing. The main thing. So Basecamp is good because it's like it's not really delegating. So I can give. It's more of a forum, you know, for everyone on the project. So I, it's just to vocalize opinions. And the last word is basically you. You make. I've tried make it so you make the last decision. Use it with as much information as you can, so my opinion on how things are going. So actually, no, it's you makes is, the decision. You might say a few things. I'll yeah. tell you whether, which. But well, if you do that, then this is going to happen, or you could do that, and and I suggest doing such and such. But actually, then you make the call on it because yeah. it's your your ad spend. Yeah. Um, it, well, it, from from a pot, yeah. Well, it'd be foolish of me to to override your opinion, really. If I did do that, then it, it's like that's what I mean. The, what what's the point in going with an agency? You know, I don't want to think about these things. I don't. I don't want to spend my time learning them like before. You know, mm. I want to delegate as much as possible. as the bottom that, line. So that, that's the smart bit. Yeah. That is the smart bit. That's where a lot of plumbers, a lot of people who are hired guns. A plumber's a hired gun. You're paid for a skill, and that's yeah. the same for a graphic designer and AdWords consultant. Even mm-hmm. make someone like me. I'm paid for my skill. Yeah. We us like. Oh, it's not that the, our ability to build a business that's going to run well and a better business is not down to our technical skills. It's down to our commercial skills. Mm. Yeah. And there, no, there's plenty of plumbers out there who are never, ever going to stop being a plumber. Yeah. You know, they're technically brilliant and they will never move away from it. And a lot of it, like I've I've had tradespeople come around the house and a guy who does the bath fit the bathroom, and he's got a very high standard and he comes in and checks everything after, which is great. And I was like, well, you know, what happens when you get a surplus of leads? Oh, I just have to turn them down. But can you not get more guys? Oh no no no, I've got to keep the standard up and this and that, which I kind of understand. But you say it's my name, it's my name. But I'm like, well, then yeah. you're constrained. You're never gonna. It's never gonna grow so that you can never step out of it. Yeah, it's not only that it's not going to grow, it grow. It's specifically that they're stopping it from growing. Like yes. They are making a decision to not grow it. It's not that doesn't, you know. Even if you take my mentality is a lot of people I've noticed plumbers anyway. They think taking on like an apprenticeship, similar to what my dad did, taking an apprenticeship and then training them up to take that position. But then logically, that's a four-year commitment. If you're doing it to earn money, you need to go straight to the money. You know, don't think about all these little things in between. Um, 
you know, the the, the, del- the stuff that should be delegated, you shouldn't be doing that. The pl- if you do want to start a plumbing company, don't do the plumbing. I've only just recently realised that. Like, <laughs> yes, two, that is really two, interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting you got to there because I don't know what week. Hold on, let me just like, so we've got these weeks and I've got a little change log on each day, any little changes we make. Well, not not every little change, but just yeah. the useful I ones. Think, I think it was last week that I retired. Was it last week? Yeah, but yeah, you were saying, retired. <laughs> I said, you'd, you'd pinged me in base camp and stuff and I'd said, oh, can you get a call center? And you were like, no way. No, no, no. I have to take the calls because I'm a plumber. <laughs> a call center can't do it. And then yeah. about two weeks later, I've got a call center. I'm not taking calls anymore. I was like, whoa, yeah. that was a quick turnaround. Well, do you know, the, 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 the well, to explain that, the reason was I couldn't find a call center that was bespoke enough for, for basically doing my, they they're basically running my company from the booking of the appointment to the sending the engineer out. So getting someone who understands my company and my customers and my prices and my positioning and everything, but a big company couldn't do that. If you've got 50 employees sat in one room, any minimum wage, they don't care about your vision as a company. They just don't mm-hmm. care. They don't see it. They don't even know who I am. <clears throat> but I found a company which is five, six people. The outbound sales women and men, I think it's just women, but they're really good, really good at sales. And they're basically learning my whole company for me, pretty much doing everything apart from the plumbing. <laughs> Maybe I'll get them onto doing the plumbing pretty soon as well. <laughs> I'll get them. Yeah. That's really interesting because I had the same experience. I met with the owner of a call center just up the road from me five miles up no not even that two miles up the road and we had a we had a great few chats when i was explaining yeah. what i was doing but this is me talking to the owner and it, and i tried to talk to some call centers in the uk and no i was i was they just don't know yeah they, they don't seem to understand if you're speaking to a business owner you can sort of cut a load of crap yeah. out when you're speaking to them the business owner knows you're there to earn money they know what they know your pain points straight away. They know you mm. don't want to be handling calls. They know how stressful it is. They know how tiring it is working seven days a week. So this is in, this is in terms of this call center. As soon as I sat down with her, she seemed to know exactly what I needed. As that she was yeah. a business owner, but it was easy. The appointment was basically just stripping down my business. Literally two days later, I was signed up, and they had a really good first day. Right, and I bet they're excited about that as well because. If you speak to the business owner, we had a great call uh, meeting a couple of times because I spoke to him, explained what I did, and he could go, "Oh, hold on, I can see how this could work and get you know for all even all my clients, yeah, I could get them signed up with you and it could generate more phone calls for them." But so if we so he could see it as like a partnership. Now when I was around these big businesses in big call center type businesses in the UK, I was just I was getting it's like speaking to receptionist and well, yeah. uh, it's the just thinking about finishing the day and going home, you know. Mm. Those are the people that are answering the phones for this company, but the business owners are the ones that's driving them at this place that I've got anyway, so it's it makes all the difference. These other companies would swear they promised me everything, they'd be like, Yeah, we can we can do all that. We can do all that. It's just some sales pitch because that's all they do. They just sell all day. They don't <clears throat> properly care about the individual case. It's like, yeah, we can offer that. We can offer that. And through two weeks worth of emails, they come back, oh, our tech team can't work this and that out. And it's like, well, right, okay. You know, after two weeks of the best salesman on the team trying to get you get you a service sorted out, it just didn't work. Of course, the tech team can do it. Yeah. It's just not know, a priority for them. 
Yeah, it was something that I could have made. I could have made them an, an HTML file with two iframes in it, with everything they need, and that's all. They was asking for APIs for stuff, and I was like, it's not. It's not that complicated. It's you know fairly straightforward. It's just two web pages. Yeah, but, anyway, but that's, that's, that's that's a business owner speaking. Like whereas yeah. a techie goes, oh no no, you need this and you need that. Yeah. Our best practice is this. The best practice is that, and you go, no. I That's just not, want the phone yeah, over, calls and overthink. Yeah, overthinking it. But then that overthinking, this this business owner, I was overthinking things, speaking to this owner, and she was like, "No, no, don't worry, I get it, don't worry." And I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm expecting to lose revenue in the first week," and she's like, "No, you won't. Like worst case scenario, I'll be on the phone." So I've got a business owner, a successful businesswoman, hmm. promising me that she will take the calls personally. Like the owner of the business, so I was like, "Right, let's sign up." That's let's what. That's, that's what this guy said as well. He yeah. said, "I mm, this is really interesting. I'd want, I'd, you know, we'll help to develop the script for you. Oh gosh, I wonder what our script would be like. You know, I'd be on the phones as well. Yeah. I'm really interested. We'll do a week. He said I'll do a week for free, just because I'm really curious how this would work. Yeah. Um, and like I, that's why I like dealing with smaller businesses where I get to speak to the business owner. Yeah. You know, I, I, I worked in big corporate companies doing IT contracting." It, like, so, and I've contracted into big corporate companies as an AdWords guy. You don't get to speak to the owner, the CEO. Like, you don't even see him. <laughs> Four the, years CEOs, the CEOs on Ibiza or Beach, you don't, get, you don't really care about anyone in the company. That's the. No, no, no not really, but they're just not going to speak to some. Well, maybe, maybe, not the, maybe not the CEO, but the owner of the business probably is. But the, um, the thing is about working with small businesses, my whole, my whole job now is working with small businesses and it couldn't work without it. So I can't really say, I can't envision it any other way. So I've got this small business that I've got you for a start, which mm. is working pretty well, to be honest with you. And that's no fuss at all. Then there's the, the call center and then there's the actual trade in which I work with, that, my subcontracted plumbers. Yep. And it's like, it's sort of symbiotic. Everyone's paying for each other in a weird way. So everyone's, Everyone needs to be in this partnership. It's strange. Uh, everyone, no, isn't everyone, it? Yeah. It's funny that you call it strange. It's, it's brilliant. The money is coming from the consumer. So I like in my mind, it's not you paying me. It's the cons- it's the consumer pays you, yeah. and then you pay me. If I can't get the consumer to pay you, then you can't pay me anymore. You know, I might go on for a week or two, and yeah. it's like, oh, I can't afford to. And I'll be like, yeah, no, I haven't managed to do my job, yeah. which is get you the money to pay me. Yeah, but then the circle gets even bigger. So now I've got a team that are doing my bookings and chasing invoices for me. It's like they're making the money for me to me to pay the to pay the subcontractors. The subcontractors are actually doing the work, and it's all going to you. So it's like this circle that like these these people don't even know each other, but it's all these small businesses are kind of like feeding each other with yeah. the intention of doing probably the best job they can do. Do you know? It's of course. Not like a corporate. That's why it's strange because everyone everyone's full full kind of like full steam ahead. Even though they don't realise the bigger, bigger thing of what they're doing, but you know, we've all got I think they to do. Prove. I think they probably do because yeah. you're dealing with like entrepreneurial types, yeah. like myself. The owner of that call centre probably went, "Oh, hold on," you know, she can see the potential of that. Especially if you'd said to her, "Look, I mean, once I've done this city, I'm going to go to that city and that city and that." She's she's going to grow. She wants to grow with you. The yeah. ideal is that you grow with your clients. You help your client to grow. And then you grow with them and then they yeah. grow and then you grow again and then you end up kind of they're no longer a client relation it's like more like you're partnering your jv in and you're going after something and you've got you know maybe later on there's a formal agreement or maybe something gets set up or whatever but 
initially it's like you both need each other and you're both going to grow together and you're creating a win-win and actually the beauty of what we're doing is we're creating a win for the consumer as well they actually yeah. get the good service they can actually find a bleeding plumber for a change yeah. <laughs> in that location somebody answers the phone deals with it professionally the guy comes out fixes it and then it's all sorted that's what they want yeah so you know it's a win-win-win that's being created and actually you know all those different people in that value chain that we're, we're building like it's a win-win-win-win-win-win you know yeah the reason the reason it's strange is because it's I, you, I only notice it in hindsight so i've got no experience i'm only young i've never even worked in an office so being in a business environment and then thinking about it and all these everyone's getting food put on the table off each other it's it's it almost every bit all the businesses are kind of running each other and because we've all got the same intentions to succeed it's sort of helping each other in a absolutely strange, that's strange, because that's, you're dealing with entrepreneurs and the owners of the business yeah it's like a match made in heaven because they she has to, yeah 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 that's why it's interesting yeah it's in her yeah. interest for it to work for you so well that you go to another city and then yeah grow and then another city and grow and and, and for me as well and yeah. then like and what we're building together all of us is like this funnel with a money nozzle on the end and it all works yeah huge one yeah imagine if you had it all in one but the um that's pretty much what a big company is if you, you but it's because we're not one say if we, we all joined forces and became one big entity then the motivation is lost you know because we're not fighting for ourselves and our our own company no, I don't, that, possibly depends well, i don't know mm, we'll see where maybe, maybe we'll get to that point the, i don't know yeah but I, i've read a book no i've not read a book i've read a, I've read a part of a book so it's <laughs> it was, there was a quote there was a, there was a quote in it um i think it's not dale carnegie it's, i think it's andrew carnegie is that right the steel guy Right, well, Andrew Carnegie has a he has a quote pretty much saying something about success is based on other people. It's not your own. You can't do it on your own. It's pretty much impossible to do it on your own. And he kind of realised this, and that was his. I think it was like his key. But it's true. Thinking about, I only think about this in hindsight, really. But if you think about it, the people around you, are the people that are making it. They're the special. There's a special thing to that. You know, bringing people in. There is. There's a certain magic that can happen. That, as I said, wherever one's intentions are to work to the best of their ability it's strange that's it it's never head trip yeah but that's what a leader about. does is they get they have the yeah. vision they get everyone else in the team they un- yeah. buy into the vision and then everyone works together and it, if everyone sees how it, the rising tide lifts all boats then everyone that's goes it. whoa hold on you know and then yeah. you just all, what you do is you you construct the situation so that the rising tide does lift all boats and then everybody's aligned and everybody's engaged and if they're yeah. not then you just plug them out and get another well, somebody yeah. else in, in the, yeah well if you're dealing with small businesses everyone already is aligned you know it's yeah there's no real effort to be made so i don't have to check up on you you don't have to check up on me because we both know yeah we're, we're checking <laughs> on ourselves we're you know we're on it we're, we're yeah there's no yeah. there's no I wonder, if, on I wonder if sam's still online at like 11 yeah. o'clock at night and you're telling me to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> old, old man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I shouldn't yeah. say that. It's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. okay, so in 10 weeks, you went from doing all the work. No, you went from like, holy smoke, loads of phone calls. Damn, I can't convert them. Yeah. Let's change the page. Ah, that's better. Now I'm ill because I'm working too much. Did you have contractors at the start helping yeah. you? Or did, yeah. So I've always had I've always had subcontractors. Um, 
working, but then I was afraid to delegate. That's exactly what I mean. I was, I was taking on jobs because I was thinking, hmm, maybe they can't do it to the quality that I can do it to. And I was afraid. And that was a leap in itself, taking a step back and saying, well, I used to back up. I used to say, well, if I can't get a tradesman to do it, I'll go and do it. But that mentality was what was killing me. That whole thing, I, I had to tell myself, if I can't get a tradesman to do it, I have to turn them down and lose money and find a tradesman to do it for the future. And that right. that, that mentality is stemmed where the spurt of growth that came from thinking like that is the most significant thing. So all the other things, obviously the marketing and getting the landing page better, they're all big changes. But that one change of thinking, I can't do it myself. I have to delegate it. The scalability can't happen if I'm still in the action doing it. That was, I think that's the biggest that is the biggest, biggest change. Yeah, that easily. Is. So the the money, the, the transaction sizes and whatever have all gone up. So the average transaction value has pretty much tripled per transaction, as well mm-hmm. as the amount of sales per month has pretty much tripled. But I feel that would have happened naturally anyway. Yeah. But that way of thinking is something that had to, I don't know, it had to grind me down for a, a good, as I say, 10 weeks of being ill. All that grinding down, that is what taught me after a bit. It got too much. Yeah, but there was oh. a definitely a point where you were, oh, you were at a point where do we slow it down? Like I could throttle the volume to you by yeah. producing bids, or do you keep going, and then you just have to solve this problem? You got a new problem. You went from I ain't got enough leads to oh bugger, I've got too many leads, and it's yeah. like well we could reduce the number of leads, or you could stay with a new problem and then fix the new problem. Yeah, and you chose that one. Um, yeah, to go up. Yeah. Because so, like week six, you I'm looking at the numbers, you had 92 click, uh, phone calls and 30 jobs. You actually yeah. had 30 jobs, whereas week one, you had like 12 calls and four jobs. But by week yeah. six, you had 92 and 30. And like, you were never going to be able to do <laughs> no. 30 jobs. I think that, that I got caught up in it. So I, I, had my, I was doing the plumbing because I had to, because I couldn't have afforded to subcontract it all out. I had to earn the complete margin on the whole job to be able to survive uh, financially and then when the work got to a certain point I was in a mathematically I could have survived through subcontracting every single last job but because I was in the same mentality of I need to do the work I just was hesitant and I was scared and I was like hmm maybe it's not time and then after a bit I was like right I can't I can't keep up with this it's impossible I'm gonna have to just step back yeah that was the best decision I made so far you know it's brilliant that is the yeah. difference. That's why, yeah. otherwise, it otherwise all these numbers would have gone back down to sixteen or f- ten jobs a week. You know. Yeah. Oh, but the numbers, like, the numbers, are one thing. Yeah. But then the actual time on my part and the the, the physical core changes it does to you when you're working the hours and everyone's telling you you're working too much. That all that it all adds up. And then your relationships do suffer. So the real life stuff's like the biggest. It was the biggest kind of catalyst in it. It was all getting too much in real life for me. The finance was good. I was, the revenue was good. I was profiting, but you know the real life stuff was like, right, this can't. It's not worth the money that I'm earning. Hmm. So I've got two options: I have a stop, stop completely, turn the campaigns off, or you know, stop plumbing. It's obvious. Did somebody t- advise you to do that, or did you when you mm. when you made that decision? I'm in, I'm just interested because no. that is the pivotal point. Yeah, hundred percent. No, I don't really. To be honest, with you, I'm pretty ignorant i won't listen to someone if they told me to stop i'd just be like no no i know better and i'd be like i'll just <laughs> keep on working yeah it's, it's hard to when you see your bank balances going up weekly it's like you're having a laugh i'm gonna stop but then that was what i mean it got to a point where right, I've, 
it's not big and hard to keep on doing all these hours. It's actually stupid for the mm. business and for the health. Um, yeah. I, 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 the course that I'm on with Blaise Brosnan, he calls it, um, there's rocks in your business and there's sand and you can play with the sand and it's, you know, that's like doing the work that's been at the coalface, that's playing with sand or like, I don't know, it's admin, bookkeeping and whatnot. But you can, you should be hiring people to play with the sand and you should be killing rocks in your business, the real big important things. And you don't just like deal with them, you kill them, you know, yeah. it's done. Do you know, you get Hours a feeling done. when... When you make a process to, when, when you've got a big issue, so you, a big issue that's happening, so you need something solving in your business. When you solve that, the feeling you get from solving that, well, I just call it delegating. When you delegate that problem out to someone else, the feeling is like, wow, I don't have, you, you've mentioned this in one of your videos, like, I don't have to worry about this anymore. Like, this isn't my problem, you know. That, that is a good, that's a unique feeling. That, that's one of the best feelings I've got in business so far. So yeah. people making money for you. It's like, wow. Yeah. yeah, I had that when I um. Uh, so I, I I learned that lesson when I took the week off and I got a decorator in, and he just it was half of what less than half of what I was earning, and he did a much better job. Then I struggled away trying to do websites as well as the AdWords because I can because I'm a techie. I should be yeah. able to do this. Do it. And then it's like, no, no, this is silly. Hire somebody. Um, and the right guy popped up and it's been brilliant as soon as it like wow he's off boom and it comes back and it's done and it's better than I could imagine like, I wireframe something up and it comes back better and it's faster <laughs> and all this stuff that I don't know about is done because that's what he does for a living and has that's his career sorry he's not he's a freelancer but that's what he's been doing it's just amazing and I was like oh yeah. and like actually getting a cleaner as well that was like, if anybody's do, listening to this and they wonder what the hell we're talking about, get a cleaner. Just get a cleaner to come in once a week. That thing where you're running around the house every Friday or Saturday, cleaning the toilets and hoovering and uh, whopping the floor and blah, blah, blah. When you get that done by somebody else, whoa. And then, yeah, that, and, and you've if, got time. If anyone wants to get me a cleaner, if anyone wants to get me a cleaner, <laughs> you can do that as well. I need a cleaner. Yeah. cleaner. So that's a but very yeah, you're cheap, right. simple way to get into it and realize what the hell we're talking about yeah. of well it's like putting your car in a garage you could go on youtube and you could work out how to do it and spend a week doing it you know but you wouldn't it doesn't make any sense the money is worth even if it's an expensive service it's worth paying for because it's not yeah and you're talking about more. cheap versus premium it's that people yeah. who either value the time or they don't value the time and that's what it's about somebody who values their time will get a cleaner in because the cleaner at like 15 euro hour, 20 euro hour, whatever the hell is not is that hour that they've worked would bring in more than yeah. that cleaner so therefore they do it yeah so when they call you out to fix something or other it's because the damage is going to cost xyz but they know yeah. like me i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try and do anything plumbing i'm gonna get the guy over the road i'll pay him to do it because he's gonna I, i'm losing money by by fiddling around yeah. with that it's a funny, I think it's a funny attachment to money that people have. It's a, you, what, they want a hard. It's because it. they don't when, value their time. Yeah, it's like, it's like if you if you try and explain if you try and explain business expenses to people that don't that, that I've got a job, they're like, well, you pay that much or what? And they don't understand that it's they'd see they'd rather have say if you're spending two thousand pound a month on a call center service, they'd rather have that in their pocket. They don't understand. Why are you giving it to these people to answer phones? Why don't you just answer phones and get two grand extra <laughs> a month? It's like you don't see 
you don't see the value that can be had, you know. I'm right. at home whilst they're working. Actually, that's another me. good thing you just said. They don't see the yeah. value, they just see the cost. Whereas you yeah, see the value. That's the way of looking, yeah. It's a way of looking at money. So there's, there's, a, there's another quote that I've heard something about using money as a tool and not as, not having some obsession with hoarding it. That little value chain that we've created where yeah. the consumer rings a call center, call center gets paid for this, they then, actually, hold on, I'm in there as well. <laughs> the consumer sees these, does a search, sees these ads, clicks on them, comes to a page, rings a call center, all that whole chain, there is money flowing through that. Mm-hmm. Okay, It doesn't flow in that quite like that. It goes to you and then you pass it out, etc. But it's flowing. And like, there's a reason why it's called currency. It's supposed to be flowing. <laughs> when it stops, everything yeah. falls apart. That's it has it. to be moving. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. But the value, the, the, I, I this, is what the, this is what the book taught me, the millionaire's last thing, because it's like, you realize it's not... See, I'd rather be on... Say my wage as a plumber, say it was X. I'd rather be on that. Even if it's not a lot of money, say if you just save around about, I'm going to say, £30,000 a year, but you're working nine to five, it makes more sense to have a, have a business that's generating, successful enough to generate maybe 150 grand in revenue a year just to earn a 30 grand wage at the bottom because of the fact you've delegated everything out. You're now earning 30 grand in a year for doing no hours in a week. That is more valuable. Even though it takes a lot of effort to get there, That that is being sat at home earning a wage after building it for a year or whatever. Earning next to nothing out of your business is so worth it. It's spending your money on, yeah. What's that saying? The diesel and coffee. So true. Mm. Mm. Yeah, just get out there and do it. Just and do like, it, yeah. But hold I mean, on, it's not taking you a year. Like, hold on. Oh, it's Obviously, been three we didn't, Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not there yet. Not the revenue is not that high, but it's it's getting there. It's getting. Yeah. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Now. You can see. Yeah. It's just a case of adding more and optimizing. Optimizing what we've done. Honestly, yeah. we've just got going with. Hold on, it's just paid search. We haven't done the remarketing and all this other good stuff. And yeah, wow. yeah. Well, I got I got a sale the other day. I set up a customer loyalty scheme um, a while ago, and I got a sale. It just come through to my PayPal. It's something like hundred quid, and it came through, and I was like, I don't even remember setting that page up. So someone's found it anyway. Someone's found this page that I made just through, you know, AdWords with no intention to find mm. it. And it's basically just a hundred pound, but I refunded it anyway because I weren't prepared to give the offer out. That was on the, that was on the site. Hmm, that's brilliant. And it got me thinking. It's like we're not even we're not even in that realm yet of, you know, remarketing and whatever. I've got a customer list ready to remarket to. We've not even touched it yet. Yeah, yeah. There's a load of things we're not doing. And, and what I like about it is kind of, well, I don't know if it, it was for you, but it's almost like it's profitable from day one. It's not a case of yeah. You know, you and you're able to reinvest it in, and I just think it's amazing that um, a few weeks ago, no, 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 no way, I'm having a call center because I have to answer the phones. Hey, I mm. have a call center. I'm not answering the phones. This is amazing. <laughs> what am I doing? That now? was that was like a two day span where I was like, no, no, no. And then two days later, I'm already signed up and they're already yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I, I must admit, I'm very similar like that. I mean, I stopped telling my wife stuff that I do because. A week later or t- a month later, I'll be like, what? What did I say I was doing? No, 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 no. I'm doing something completely different now. And she's yeah. like, why can't you stick with yeah. No, no, no. I, I, no, hold on. There was a better. So, I, no, whatever. Yeah. But that's the key. That is like the key. If you make make the 
decisions that are bad and then you correct them as soon as possible. Like it's the only way that I can think of making any progress, you know, making the wrong decision and then learning. Every every door you close, a new one opens, and it's literally, it's not even just a, you know, it's, it's true. It is yeah. true. Well, the thing is, I, I listened to, I think it was a 10x, the 10x rule by Grant Cardone, and I listened to that, and I wasn't, I wasn't sure because he's a bit, like motivational way of speech, yeah. but actually no, I got into it and like I've excused some of that part of it. And he did say something about um, problems. If you're dealing with the same problem, then you're stuck. Once you yeah. get over that problem, you deal with it, you've killed it, like you've killed that rock. You're then just going to be come up with a new problem. So like your problem was like, not enough leads. Then it was like, too many leads. Right? That's because we solved that problem of not enough leads. Now it's too many leads. I'm flipping ill now. I can't deal with this. Yeah. Then you've solved that. And, you know, the new problem is, well, okay, my revenue is, my, my profit is down. I need to increase that because you've got all these overheads now. But your whole day has changed from, you're no longer out doing the plumbing. You're no longer yeah. even answering the phone. So you're you're actually working on your business. You're not playing in the sand, like as Blaise Brosnan keeps saying, kids play in the sand. You're an adult, you know, you're a business person. You shouldn't be playing in the sand. Like you can do it every now and then, but you should be killing rocks. And like, yeah. oh, I'm mixing all the analogies here, but like that, I thought that was really interesting from Grant Cardone, where he says, if you're, you're always going to be confronted with a problem, but the fact that you've got a new problem shows you're making progress. It means you've gone beyond the previous one. And if you still have the same problem, then you're stuck. So that's, I think that's just yeah. great because you will always find problems. You're just going to be well, do you know what? Pro- that's, the, yeah. The thing about the idea of a problem in the first place is it's a mentality thing. It's if you care about something enough, say if you've got an end goal in mind and that is where you're going, nothing can really stop you. Whatever path you take along the way, it doesn't matter. But you've got this end goal of where you want to be. Yeah. The problem that you get to is because you are focused on that thing so much, you see, you get to a stage and you, you get, you have a, like a, like a hypothesis in your head, so I can do this and then I can get that. But then when that doesn't happen, you're like, shit. So now I need to do this to get that. And then the more you do it, you sort of like, it's like playing Monopoly. You just piece by piece, you're finding the right path to get it. You make yeah. mistakes and then, but it's having that focus at the end. You're seeing, you, you don't leave yourself, the problem, solving the problems, or you can only really do it when you leave yourself no choice but to succeed in anything. And that is that doesn't mean you have to succeed in everything. It means you have to fail and then pull it back round, you know. Yeah, well, failure shows you the right way because yeah, it shows you yeah. what's not, Oh, okay, that path isn't the right one. So you double back yeah. and then you go up. Nope, not that one. Nope, yeah. not that one. Nope. And then you go up the right one. And like, I'm yeah, often, so that, often going I down think, all these cul-de-sacs. Yeah, I think it was Richard Branson who said, fail gracefully. But then it's like, like that, that's, you know, when you hear about, you see it on the forum, people looking for it. There was one commented today. And um, whether I miss, whether I miss for the post, it doesn't matter because it's a reoccurring thing. People are like, how can I raise X amount of money to do this? And it's like, that isn't, that's a big risk. That's not, that's, you're, gonna, you're asking to basically loan, say 50 grand to make a failure. And it's like, that isn't, you're not going to fail gracefully. You need to do it incrementally. Things that are almost risk-free in the bigger picture, you know, mm, not that's the, interesting. Um, not just the scary ones. Don't just throw yourself in at something and be like, oh, this is how it's got. I'm going to have a million by next year. It's like, it doesn't work like that. Have an end goal, but then the yeah, incremental vision. failures. Yeah. Yeah, vision. Yeah. 
like Columbus, he was just going west. Yeah, it's interesting that one about um, how do money. How do I get X amount of money? Did you and see I, it? I, no, I haven't seen it, but I, it does happen a lot. And I just think you yeah. get fifty grand from customers. Yeah. Yeah. You do something so that customers pay you to get fifty grand, and then it's like, um, do I want? I, I, I need money. Well, you can either get it from That's customers it. or investors. Well, yeah, you, if you get it from customers, then the investors will come to you because they see that you're profitable. <laughs> you yeah, can't kind of even, do it, both. Yeah, it, see, it seems as this, you see in business, there's this new, I don't know whether it's new or not, I don't know whether I've just got like a half-baked kind of look at this, but it seems like the new trend is like you, you think of a business idea that shouts loud enough to then get a venture capitalist to come on board. And then you're like skipping about 15 different steps that make a business succeed. Is you're going from basically nothing, pumping loads of money into it, and it's like a it's like a strange form of like laziness. I've it's seen it. I literally I worked with startup. They went yeah. through I think forty million. But it's, it's they're, they're not seeing the the reason why that industry exists isn't because every startup succeeds. It's because the venture capitalists do it in such a way that makes them successful. So they work out. It's like our record label does it with musicians. They work out for every ten failures they can make yeah. them succeed. So from their yeah. point of view, it's a good business decision but to the startup people they're like well all these startups are farming surely it must be a good opportunity they don't see you know the real way not the real way that sounds stupid because people do succeed that way with legitimately good ideas but you can't think oh i'm going to make an app i need this amount of money and it's going to work because you yeah. can always guarantee it's not going to just don't risk 50 grand at the same time if you're not got it if you're asking for 50 grand don't go and spend 50 grand do you know well yeah. I, I i like um Dan Norris's book, The Seven Day Startup. The premise of it, the whole oh. book, is product founder fit. Like, find something that you can start up in seven days. So, if you need 50 grand and you ain't got 50 grand for this idea and you can't get it in seven days, then wait until you can get it. Wait until you've got yeah. 50 grand lying about. So, go and do something else that you can yeah. do and make a sale in seven days. Now, you had a skill as a plumber. So you were able to be well, the money yeah. nozzle at the end of this one. Well, that's and... the thing. Well, it's the mentality of going, I, I started off, this is the funny thing. So I started off with the intention that that dream of being rich and everything that everyone has in their head. Obviously, I think most people start off with that as a baseline. Then that is what took me to becoming a plumber. I didn't become a plumber because I wanted to become a plumber. I sort of, I thought it was a good idea. I didn't know anything about business. I thought it'd be a good idea just to start up this middle manning scheme, which, has, which I thought of. So I thought, right, so how can I do that? So it's like the next step, become a plumber, which is a really risk-free decision. The product is profiting well as a solving plumber. Is, but it was all going well. I've never been in a point where I've been like, I'm struggling for money. It was a good, small decision. And then it wasn't a, oh, I'll get a loan out and then just hire loads of people. And it was great your teeth and just learn the important stuff. Mm. Yeah, just in 10 weeks. Now I've got a question for you. Um, once you've nailed this and you are getting enough revenue that you're not maybe just from this city even you know without expanding and then you start expanding to other cities and you've worked out the whole process of getting the leads from not just AdWords but all these other channels yeah. and then having a call center and then coming up the script with them teaching them what all your pricing is and how to, you know what the brand branding is like etc and you know getting the scripts all those processes do you did you have to be a plumber to do that no not so but it, you can't 
No, not at all. But this is what I think. So the mentality I've got now is I said this to you the other day, so I could give you a 10-step list of how to follow the same process which I've been doing in the past 10 weeks, and you could skip two years of learning how to plumb. But for me personally, I can't imagine it being any other way. Yeah, um, no, that's, that's fine. Sorry, for this first yeah. one, you're in a vertical that you know already about. You already yeah. know the vertical, and you've got network and contacts, and that whole product founder fit is absolutely yes. just like a really good example. But once you've yeah. nailed how to do this for plumbers, you could have a look at like kitchen fitters or oh, yeah. locksmiths then, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but the, yeah, that that the, I developed the mentality though that that way of looking at things you develop through just experience of doing it. So the time, the time is a pretty important factor in it. I couldn't. It's like I know more now than I did then, just through trying things. You know, just through putting myself out there and doing little things, you sort of develop. The more your brain thinks about something, you sort of develop this way of thinking about stuff. So I could easily step into pretty much any trade with the same model and know nothing about the trade um, and repeat the business model. But yeah. I think it's like that. It's like the, I always think with things that you can't look back and regret things because if the time that I spent, you can't be where you, it's, it's cringy, but you can't be where you was without where you've been. Yeah. Um, even if it was in theory time wasted because I could have been where I am now without it the fact is that I wasn't so you know <laughs> yeah yeah I, no, I sorry I actually well, phrased the question wrong I didn't mean like did you have to be the plumber to do this now but what I mean is, yeah what I really meant was say now that you've done this oh yeah and you've no, made yeah, that right. tweak that breakthrough you don't have to be you don't have to train to be an electrician to do the electricians you don't have to be a a funeral director to do funeral directors you don't have to, 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 to you know exactly yeah no it's that's completely right but to get to the, the funny thing is is to get to the stage where you can comfortably go into these new ventures you have to do that, that sort of path where you well not you don't have to but it feels to me like i would have had no other choice but to learn it at some point but you yeah. know the funny the, even the even stranger thing is with that is being a plumber taught me about all these other trades at the same time so I do understand the, you know, the way electricians work and I know things about these other trades now through doing plumbing so I've already got a head start through unintentional learning through just putting myself out there yeah. um, I'm more equipped in every way now than I was then I know, I know. hold on we're talking 10 weeks it's ridiculous it might even just yeah. be the last 3 weeks where it's just the, the real big yeah. difference came well this is yeah the, the thing was, I was always intending to grow my business. I just had my eyes set. Before I did AdWords, I was thinking about things like SEO and a load of crap that weren't going to work. And I always, <laughs> it wasn't going to work. It just it just wasn't right. And then it, it just clicked for AdWords one day, and then since then, it's all sort of, it's all sort of worked. Obviously, oh, I, I'm putting two in every one basket with just using AdWords, so I'm just using that as a, as a funnel, as you say, not a... I, can't, I am reliant on it, which is a dangerous thing. It's an uncomfortable position to be in. But I don't think it's going to disappear overnight because Google's not going to want no. it to disappear overnight. And but the thing is, AdWords is going to build. Um, AdWords gets you the first contact with somebody who's never heard of you before, unless it's like you know, oh damn, what was that company's name? And they go and search again, and it's a branded search. But then you pick up those uh, clicks for pennies anyway. So it gets you the first purchase from that biz that from that consumer and that I class that first purchase as a test you go out you fix it and you do a good job then you leave a fridge magnet and the rest of it and when they need the next thing done they go oh them guys oh look they don't just do plumbing they also do 
fitted kitchens and whatnot, or maybe yeah. just plumbing. But like they need plumber, they need a plumber now. And then all their friends, somebody will ring. Oh, I must get that thing fixed. Oh yeah, these guys came around. They're really good. Hold on, let me go and look at the fridge magnet. So what happens is, AdWords is growing this snowball in that city of people out there who've got your fridge magnet on their fridge. Yeah, yeah. and then it just grows. Well, I think that's that's the mentality of thinking of it as a tool versus and as a part of your business model because it sort of is part of my business model. But then if I do use it, if I can build up some obviously as revenue goals and then you get more capital to play around with, you can start seeing it as a tool rather than an incremental part of the business. Yeah. You've got more money to throw out different kinds of marketing. Um, basically, the way, I, the way I see it is once I've got enough money to hire someone to do a lot of marketing kind of stuff, um, you know, internal or external, it doesn't really matter, outside of AdWords. That's my kind of plan. Um, mm. But yeah, raise enough capital so that if, you, if, if I fail, it just minimizes any risk. Make the most of it for now. That's kind of how I see it. Um, <laughs> Good man. Obviously, that's, it, might, it might go on forever, but I just think that's the healthiest way to think about it. If it's No, that, that is right, actually. Yeah. I think that's the right way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like an issue. So when, like I said, when you've got that end goal in mind to get somewhere, your brain finds things that can go wrong. Well, mine does anyway. You're always asking yourself, well, what you know, if something goes wrong, you're like shit, and you're having these feelings ten times a day. And AdWords is one of the niggling feelings where I'm thinking there's a lot resting on it. So then that gives me the that that's what gives me the mentality of I need to be careful by relying mm-hmm. on it. Um, New problems though. It's strange. I wouldn't have ever thought of these having this time to even think about these things. It's like showing progression in the first place. Anyway. Yeah. 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 It's a mature, mature way of being than being. I need to get on AdWords. This AdWords is really cool. To being successful-ish on AdWords and being like shit. I need to change how I'm thinking. So it's just a progression that you make when you look back. You're like, wow. Yeah. It's well, it's just one channel. Yeah. It's just a way. One channel. It's just a channel. Yeah. One of many, and actually, as it's Blaise Brosman that told me this one. The most important formula in business is R plus R equals profit. Repeat business and referrals is profit. You know. Yeah. So, gosh, we could chat away, and I think you know what? We'll chop certain bits out of this call and just load it up and drop it in the forum. I think if you're happy enough with that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'll be awake okay. all night doing some stupid work thing, making uh, lists of times. Yeah, so will I. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. I can I can lie in. I still wake up a bit panicky, thinking that I've got to answer the phone. No, no, they've only been going for two days. Hold on, this is only two days. This is two days. This is so yeah, cool. Two days. <laughs> yeah. Sort of getting cold sweats in the morning. Yeah. No, I'm not really. It's good. It's a good situation. The fast lean, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. Still cool. Good for you. Oh, I'm I'm delighted for you. This is brilliant. Um, I'm glad we had the yes. call actually just two days after you've like stopped taking the calls. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, I've stopped taking the I've stopped taking the calls. I've stopped making the bookings. My engineers collect the payments, so everything. The engineers refer back to the call center if they have any issues. No one gets in touch with me. Right. You know, they even get the, they even get the requested call back emails now. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very so good. okay. So this is interesting. So what? I had a bit of an identity crisis when I took on an AdWords guy. I was like, oh, hold on, who am I now? Like, oh, I'm the business owner. <laughs> I was supposed to grow this thing now. I'm supposed to have a vision and then make things happen so that the vision happens and put measurements in place to make sure we're going blah, blah, blah. So uh, <laughs> did you have that like, identity crisis at any point? 
Yeah, I'm still in that identity crisis. I've not stopped for about 10 weeks. No, it's just weird. When I hired, when I started, well, hired, when I started paying you for AdWords, I had one then. I was like, wow, so I don't do this anymore. And then I was still logged into the account. I was still on the AdWords account and I was monitoring it and I was like on it every day. And then I had to tell myself, no, step away from it. That was the identity thing. And then we removed our, we removed my account, didn't we, from it? So then Moved your that, access, yeah. Yeah, that was the best decision I've made. One of the best decisions in the AdWords campaigns. And not. Yeah, the whole thing is one big identity thing because I was so focused on being a plumber and you was the AdWords guy, I suppose. And now you're not. You Now you're like some sort of middleman, you know. I'm a business owner. That's what I see myself now as. And it's yeah. interesting, like, I've, obviously, to other people, I'm still the AdWords guy because that's how I position myself and that's how I get client work. Yeah. But rather than, oh, go and speak to Andy, he's a businessman. Uh, how's that going to help me? It's I like, think, what, yeah, from my, from my point of view, what you need to do is, so what, when I'm, I still feel like I've got to come to you for you to delegate, what you need to do is set up channels for me to speak to the people who are making the changes. Um, so say if I've got an issue, if I've got a big list of things in my head, I've got to go to you to dictate them and that it, that's because at the minute I haven't trained up people yeah. to do it the way I do it. Yeah. Um, but I've actually got a guy coming around tomorrow who's going to start learning this stuff physically coming round. Like you need, he's an 18 year old lad on a needs work experience and he's going into college to do programming. So he's going to be able to, he'll be able to understand this stuff. Yeah. And you know, it, I, I'd love to, you could, you could convince someone like that, that, the money is not where he wants going through college. The money, I think, is being knee-deep in business. If he went through with you and learned AdWords, I think he'd be better off to be honest with you than going through college. That's just my opinion. Yeah, it's mine as well. It's mine yeah. as well. Mine's uh, but, you know, he might want to go to college and have a bit of a laugh and this and that and the next thing. Yeah. But if I do the work experience, I don't know how many days he needs, 20 days. But what the way I'm going to do it is he should be productive um, of, of at least maintaining campaigns that I've built. Or maybe building some, but I'll have to oversee it. But after 20 days, what what I'm going to do is I'm going to get him to document as much as he as he goes along. So the next person who comes in has got that because you know he'll be yeah. off, but he'll I'll be able to call on him like you know when he's in, if he goes to college and say right I need this done and that done etc. And he can I've trained somebody up and he's out there and he desperately wants some money for drinking. You know, um, so he'll be out there available. And I have already trained up people in the past interns I took from like, you know, nothing to being really good at AdWords. Yeah. And I found that people who are good at IT are good at this. If they've got a bit of like cop on, you know, common sense and, yeah. you know, they need well, a bit a, of that as well. Well, having a good teacher, because you could still so much into what's important and what's not in terms of the campaigns and the objective behind campaigns, you could distill that. In, I think you could distill that pretty quickly to people. So you'd, I reckon within two or three days, they'd have a pretty good idea about what Yeah, no, I, I have done that. And I, I, I led a team of 35 AdWords specialists at one point, And I, on a Friday, I'll be doing like an Excel session for them, yeah. tips and tricks, and then like a 15-minute kind of productivity typey thingy. You know, I talk about 80-20 and all sorts of other stuff like that. So it really helped them. And yeah. um, But actually, this is interesting. We were going to come off a call, but we'll keep going because no, no, I've got time. I don't mind. I would like, um, I envisage that say we build all these campaigns and they're humming for your city, not just the few keywords we've done, but all the keywords. And then we take that blueprint and we go to the next the city and the next and the next and the next. That's because we've nailed 
the vertical of plumbing. But when we go to a new vertical, there's all this work and uh, to find the keywords, talk to the business owners, like find out from you that, oh no, this is up and down. That's quite a senior person doing that, not like somebody who's just been trained up to run AdWords because I spot stuff in the accounts that they can't. You know, like something that, I remember reading this or hearing this somewhere, you can't outsource passion for your business and insight. I get insights from looking at the data and from talking to you from having done this for six years that someone else couldn't. So when you potentially go, oh, can you change this such and such or add new campaigns? Because this is so new, this vertical, yeah. it's not humming yet. Like It's me. Yeah. I'm, I'm there going, oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's interesting. But whereas somebody else just doing it would just do it. Whereas I'm yeah, going, no, 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 I don't think you should do that. I think, but that's interesting. I never thought of that, blah, blah, blah. And then we're off. We've, we've exponentially learned more. Yeah. So I that's think one, where it is at the minute. I think one one thing that you end up doing as a like a business owner, you try and replicate yourself in every employee rather than thinking of the the, the straight line process that you go through. So you're still learning kind of the ideal campaign for this one niche. Mm. Once you once you personally know that you can make the systems to make sure the end result is always the same. Yeah. And that's rather than you teaching people, you know, shadowing your personality and the way of thinking, you don't have to do that. Yeah, you can that's exactly that it. Systems. I will be tooling up. I like I'll create all the spreadsheets, needing all the ad templates and all yeah. the whatever are needed. Yeah, um, yeah, I might go get off spreadsheets by then. But um, I'll have tooled up. I'll have had all right. This is how I create those ads. This is how I've done. Did it? Did it? Well, this client is going to do boiler replacement. This one isn't. So let's not load those. Did it. and actually, I wouldn't even say that stuff. It will be like people with less skills. They can, they're just using the machinery and uploading it, and then you know things that go wrong they fix it etc so yeah. i'll have broken the back of it and me being me i'd have got bored by then as well i'd be like right done next Ooh, funeral directors mm, this yeah. is interesting <laughs> or pest control i know there's some weird i've done some pest control campaigns and there's you have to add a negative of council so if somebody's looking for pest control wandsworth which is an area in london you've got to add a negative of council yeah because yeah there's a there's a reason sometimes you know in the uk uh, this is fun this is a bit well off topic but sometimes there's certain things that the council has to do i think getting rid of bees is one you know little things that you don't realize from an outside you might think you just change a keyword or you just shape and pump it to an electrician but yeah i know what you're saying it's a bit the actual client that told us this said um we get people and they've look, they they ring and oh is this one's with council pest control? They go no 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 we're we we're pest control and we in London and we cover ones with oh right uh, and and they will not pay because they didn't uh, they thought that the ones with they, they thought that the council pest control is free it's not it's very cheap but the fact that they typed mm-hmm. in council meant they were looking for a free service so he couldn't convert them at all yeah so he you would never have realized that yeah no, from an outside no, point of view you would never have realized the no. um, that's why you need, yeah, you need, it's being a, you're conscientious in your business, so you think about these little niggling things, but then it's finding someone who will be as conscientious. Yeah, oh yeah, and there way. will be people out there, um, but at the minute, like those, those people are obviously going to be more expensive, whereas I actually can envisage me training up yeah. people who can manage the ones I've built. So I built it, I hand it over, and then it's like, okay, let's go to the next city, the next and next and next, yeah. right, and then I train you up. Now this is how you build for a city. And then I'll yeah. mentor them, etc., until they do it and keep going. Well, I think um, you'd be surprised. I don't think it'll be necessarily expensive. You just need someone who's young, thirsty, and they want to prove something. Not absolutely. To you. Yeah. 
just to pick, you do when you're young. Well, I'm still young. I'm not. I'm saying this like I'm 50 years old, but you do. You want to make the best. You want A stars on your GCSEs and whatever you want to get. Everyone wants that. It's a, like you know. I, I don't know when I chat to this this guy and he joined the company I was in as an intern, and he got excited about. I got him excited about it. About look, if you learn how to do this, then you can help so many other businesses afterwards. You know, you're going to help us, yeah. but you're going to help. Be able, you'll have this skill set. And maybe you set up your own business at some point. Well, you'll be able to use this this skill that you're going to learn here. To do, 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 do. So it's exciting stuff to learn. And if you get the right person, and I have found that IT types of people yeah. seem to be, you know, it's like a Dr. Water. Well, this is easy. This is just data and whatnot. And, oh, Excel, yeah. I'm good with Excel. I'm not going to be scared of if statements and whatnot and functions. Um, yeah. But not just, they have to have a bit of cop on as well. Um, yeah, I think real, realistically speaking, program is a good thing to go into. But if I think of the education in 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 the UK anyway, I'd rather my if I had kids, I'd rather they go into learning AdWords at a company than going through college to learn programming. Oh, God, unless, yeah. they was, unless they was learning programming at home and they was they was already good without college, that's that's different. But certain things, I don't know. I think the education system's a bit crap for <laughs> yeah, success. Okay. It's yeah. good for getting a job. Um, no, but that's what it's for. It's the to train people up to get jobs yeah 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 well then right. on that note <laughs> on that <laughs> note <laughs> we just depressed all these people who are going to college to do yeah. <laughs> didn't mean to do that sorry because you're going to get a really good job and when you've no yeah this this it's an argument we're going to keep on talking forever but there's an argument for going to college lawyers doctors teachers my mum's a social worker so there's loads of you know these college and university are crucial but I mean, yeah. for money making and business, programming is probably, it's a good one, but not, mm. you know, not in the UK for education. Yeah. Right. Brilliant. Right. Sam, <laughs> I'm going to chat to you in a few weeks to find out where you are. Because like, it's, it's really interesting. Oh, I'm on a yacht now. <laughs> that oh, that's the plan, yeah. I want to be the person on IB for. Yeah. Yeah. On a beach. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sam. All right. Good to speak to you. Uh, I'll you catch too. you later. All right. Anytime. Bye. See you later. Bye, bye.